another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and Peebush. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Got a couple week hiatus from the from the podcast. Nice little break. I know Zoo did some traveling, man. And uh, it's kind of a slow time for sports, man. But hey, I know we're not talking about it yet, but I'm getting excited for the NFL season. I've been watching some highlights the past couple of days, man. It's only getting me more hyped up for September. For sure, man. Like that for right now. People are traveling right now because there's no sports, no, nothing to watch on TV right now. Mm-mm. There's nothing that nope. like I've nope. been using my TV at all yeah. these past like past couple of weeks. So yeah, definitely, man. Back from Italy, man. Oh man, Loki, I miss it, man. The food, that New York food ain't the same. Mm-hmm. The pasta ain't the same. <laughs> no nope. pizza ain't the same. All the seafood, mm, the tea, the what's Everything. it called? The Florentine steak ain't the same, man. So <laughs> getting used to normal food had a chopped cheese today. So getting used to normal oh. food again. So I was I was blessed for a little ten plus days of eating like a king every single day, every single meal. So back in the New York has humbled me back again, man. Back to the real, <laughs> back to the real world again, man. Working, yeah, working course. late, Jesus Christ, working late again. So. <laughs> And then I you gotta ready. deal with nothing being on sports, man. So it's just a brutal time. For sure. For no, sure. I definitely agree with the sports being dry. Like I, this is probably the most dire area uh, in terms of sports being on. I mean, all due respect to tennis, all due respect to baseball. You know, outside of Otani, there's nothing that I really like about baseball in the regular season. So, um, you know, with that. Summer League just happened like a few days ago, um, and it's been a lot of developments, good, bad, and different with Summer League, like most years. And I want to get their guys' opinions on some players, some teams. Um, what were their analysis on, uh, you know, the Summer League so far? And uh, people, I'm going to start with you. Oh, man, I think we got to get the obvious out of the way, man. Victor Wembanyama. I haven't seen that Maybe. much. Man, I, I'm pretty sure they sold out the whole stadium, man. For his oh, first yeah, they sold out. For and to game. be fair... It was a really boring game. Uh, there were so many missed shots on either side. I mean, I think he shot like, uh, correct me here, boy. Two remember, for 13. Two for 12 maybe. or two for 13 or yeah. something like that. Just yeah. seemed a little, you know, the nerves getting into him. And, you know, I'm kind of watching. I'm like, hey, he's looking a little iffy. But then I'm like, look, man, this is his first showcase. He's, you know, first time playing in America. Everyone was giving him crap for his welcome to America moment. But then he bounced back and had a nice <laughs> game too. But, hey, those fans, even if, even if it was a letdown watching Victor, um, have a little bit of an off night. They got to see Jabari Smith's uh, game-winning three-point shot right before mm-hmm. that, so that was actually pretty cool to see. Um, I think they were playing the, the the Blazers that night, and that might have been the Scoot Henderson. Uh, could be wrong there, but um, either way, I, I actually of the games I did watch, it is kind of fun to watch these guys play. I feel like there's a lot of highlight reel plays. There were a ton of in, insane posters, at least mm-hmm. in the games that I was watching. And it's just kind of like uh, I'll equate it to if you if anybody watches the UFC, you know, it's usually the lower level fights that end up being better because they're fighting to get to the top. And I think that's also why I enjoy watching summer league here and there, because these guys are all trying to earn a potential spot in one of the most exclusive leagues in sports. There's not many spots. Some of these guys are probably going to be sent home and may never see an NBA court again. So I do enjoy watching it. A lot of injuries, though, too. You know, Scoot Henderson, I think he just tweaked his shoulder. Um, and then we had guys coming back from injury, man. First time we're seeing Chet Holmgren play in a long time. And he was actually yeah. pretty like damn good. His defense, man. Yeah. His, very, his ability to use go have yep. two hands go up and stay straight up, man. Stay he's straight. Elite, he's elite shot blocking ability. Very man. similar to Victor. You know, I think a lot of people were like, hey, I think 
Victor's like 35 to one to win defensive player of the year this year. Could be a decent little <laughs> solid value bet there uh, just based on what we were saying. Cause I think we all expected at least for both of those guys, maybe not in post play as much, but their defensive prowess just from their length and, and athleticism for their height is going to be something that should translate relatively well into the league. Um, but I think, you know, the shooting is just going to have to come along for both Victor and Chet and those guys. Cause I think Chet might've only shot one for 11 from three in the summer league. So that's just the nerves. It's getting out there, kind of getting your feet under, especially coming off an Achilles injury. Um, but yeah, it's always kind of fun to watch the the guys play. And I'm not really sure some of the smaller names, but I know there were a couple guys, at least on the Bulls and other teams, that were just randomly having pop-off games, like uh, Yano DeSantos Zoo, the point guard that the Bulls had playing for him, had a couple nice games. So yeah, it's just kind of a fun showcase to watch. And this year, they just happen to be getting a huge crowd at these games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, Summer League has been an event for basketball. Like, these are the people that go to Summer League, basketball fanatics, man. These are, like, the true – this is the closest to diehard when people go there or these diehard fans that love the game. Yep. I feel like going down to Vegas, the opportunity to see these up-and-coming potential future superstars. You get a – you can probably go down the strip and see just NBA players walking around, yeah. agents, like <laughs> Vegas helps that. Like, yeah, a Vegas. lot of, like, a lot of, like <laughs> – NBA guys, like Woj, all these guys are all down there. So yep. this is like basketball, like having down there for the summer league right now. So I, I feel like my, one of these summers, I got to make a trip down to Vegas so for Vegas summer league, man. Especially if the bull, especially, no, especially if the bull, <laughs> if the bulls got a stud in the draft or something, might have to, might have to make a visit down there, man. But for me personally, Victor, yeah, okay, I saw what I saw. Like the dudes on defense is going to be unreal. He's a face up guy, got zero post game. He likes dribbling mm-hmm. outside. So He's got that KG like style, like face up game. Got no back to the basket game, so he mm-hmm. ain't gonna be like Jokic posting up with little jump hooks, man. He wants to be dancing outside, thinking he's Kevin Durant, even though that jump shot ain't there yet. Like the <laughs> offensive jump shot still has a lot to develop, but defensively, immediate impact. So he'll be fine in the league. So like, I won't be worried. If the dude gets ten points, good dude's gonna be able to get like ten rebounds and like three block shots. I'm not worried about him in the NBA. So that's whatever. Even though the game one that was absolute trash just him bricking that might have been nerves shot. probably it was 100 i feel like yeah like all the media attention the guy hasn't like played basketball that much or just doing media all the time for like six months so that's like whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna write it off but me i'm selfish so i'm i'm, I'm analyzing the bulls players man we got a potential roster spot open shout outs to my boy adama sonogo of getting a two-way contract the UConn mm. center, I, I'm like, this dude's an NBA potential player. He goes undrafted but gets a nice little two-way contract with the Chicago Bulls. So congratulations to this guy. I like what I see, man. He's going to be a nice little role player in the NBA if he gets the opportunity. But Javonta Freeman Liberty, man. Mm. Mm, Javon Freeman Liberty. First of all, what, American name. what a That's name. the most American <laughs> name I've ever heard. Liberty. What's his name? What's his name? Javon Freeman Liberty. Oh man! What a name! First of all, that's a great name. That's get a great name. Get him on the American flag already. Dude, yeah, he's got a team not, USA. Imagine that on your G- jersey, Freeman Dash Liberty, man. That's wild. So, like, that's a great name. Whoever, like whoever changed their name, they definitely changed their name to Freeman Liberty, like as yeah. their last name. They had, they, <laughs> that's I'd a great rather name. be married based on that reason alone, damn near. Which man. is they even crazier, but yeah. yeah. Dude, seriously, <laughs> in this league, he averaged twenty-one points. Four rebounds and four rebounds, four assists, one block a game on 49% shooting and 46 from three. This dude is 6'4 with a 6'9 wingspan, and he has range, man. This mm-hmm. dude's also 
DePaul, man, a Chicago guy, yeah. man, playing out for the Chicago Bulls Summer League team. So this guy lit it up in Summer League. He was on Summer League last year. He got a lot better, obviously, this year, man. He made, like, whatever the all – the all wasn't that the all summer league like second team man so he yeah, was yeah, like the all top ten team. yeah with the all summer league team one of the top ten performers so this guy balled out and right now the Bulls need guard help right now mm-hmm. that's what they need yeah obviously Zoe ruled out it's over I'm sorry man I miss him this Javon guy was the Carter connector like we got Javon Carter we lost Pat Bev so we're down to Javon Carter and Alex Caruso at the point guard position Captain. Colby like, White. Oh, yeah, Kobe. Yeah. Eh, Kobe White's a two. Uh, Combo I love, guard, yeah. I, yeah, I love Kobe, but he a two, man. He about no. getting buckets. So, <laughs> yeah. we like, like, we just, like, we just have nobody. Yep. So, right now, we're just grasping at straws and hoping for a guy. And this guy, this one thing I watched from him, he can shoot the basketball. And he has a lot of range because a lot of his shots were contested, too. Like, he takes some deep three-point shots. And, in like, in college, he's been a great three-point shooter. And now it's been translating in summer league basketball. So even this guy just do be a catch and shoot guy. He loves the top of the key three, man. He's got great range. He's a really he's a bigger point guard at six four with a long wingspan. So I feel like defensively he has the physical tools not to get exposed on the other end of the basketball court. So I'm just like, man, give this guy a shot, man. Like at the mm. last roster spot, man. Like twenty one. <laughs> we cannot lose this guy. We can't have another yeah, Spencer wanna... Dinwiddie situation happen. Mm. He falls out for Chicago Summer League team. Some other guy gives – some other team gives them, like, a nice little two-way contract and they extend them. Man, I don't want this to happen again. I don't want a Max Drew situation to happen. Was on the Bulls summer, and then he goes all balls out with Miami, gets a nice contract, and now he gets a massive contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. When we get these guys, we got to snipe them because you get mm-hmm. them nice and cheap, man. You get a little two-way contract, and then maybe you extend them out for, like, a three-year deal, making, like, a million or $2 million a year. That's on the books. That's whatever money. That's just that's especially nowadays. Seriously, when the cap space <laughs> over, you're paying 120, 130 in salary cap space. You're paying a dude one million or two million dollars even just to sit on the bench. That's a nice spot for a, a, like a developmental players if you believe in your training staff mm. to get these players up to shape to play or elevate their game to another level, man. So, man, Freeman Liberty, man, been impressed with this game, and I hope this guy gets an opportunity with the Chicago Bulls because I really think he could shoot the basketball in the NBA already because he's got NBA range. He's shooting deep threes right now. Deep you need threes. that nowadays. So I feel like, man, the Bulls need shooting. They had a lot of shooting in the free agency, but this guy could be another potential guy off the bench right now. Because whatever, Carleek Jones or whatever, the G League MVP, the brother is six foot tall. Uh, that guy ain't going to be playing in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, like, if yeah. you're six foot tall, Kemba. you got to be special to make the league. Like, yeah. special. Special athlete. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I'm just like, like the NBA. It's very heightest, man. Like, like your height matters. Height matters yeah. in the NBA. Like, legit. The like, Chris Pauls are a dang breed, yeah. They exactly. are dying. Those like, type like, of guys well, are what did, what did, super dying breed. What did Kobe say? He was like, you guys better pray to you better thank God every day that Allen Iverson wasn't six six or something like that. Seriously, yeah. seriously, like height just appreciates your value. Like, your skill level has to be exponentially higher than yeah. a guy that's like or five inches taller than you. So like having mm. a guy like this that's six four who can shoot and have long arms. He got the physical traits, and he's like developed. Like he, he was like a four-year college NBA guy, four-year yeah. college NBA ready. He's not going to be one of those guys. Development stories, aka the Bulls' second-round pick. That dude's a development story, man. So mm-hmm. get a guy that can play immediately, because yeah, I'm very desperate. They lost their the pick, might as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. So yeah. that, Freeman Liberty was he drafted or was he just undrafted? Undrafted. He he Freeman undrafted. Liberty. Undrafted. Okay. Undrafted, yeah. yeah, but uh. Yeah, I agree. Usually where 
the best teams in the league where they find their depth and where they can, you know, end up making long playoff runs is when they're able to mine through those undrafted guys or G League system and bring those guys up. And sometimes second round picks, late second round picks that are specialists in terms of because my theory is like once you get out of the lottery, if you can just find a specialist in that what really late first round, second round, whatever, if you can find a guy who's a specialist, whether he's a defensive specialist, shooting specialist, you know, Jimmy three Butler, and D man. specialist, whatever, that's like, yeah, that's that's perfect. And sometimes you get lucky with like a Jimmy Butler where he came Jimmy in Jokic. as a specialist, but then he works his butt off and it becomes a superstar. But uh, you know, a couple guys I was looking at, like I said, I told a guy beforehand I was watching a man and scoot. They're a given. We know they're going to be good. They're going to be a star. Um, but the other brother, Asar, mm. when I watched, there was one highlight where he did the – it felt like he floated from the free throw line backwards to the goal when he dunked it. It felt like he – like it was just like the slowest of motion when he like mm. floated for that backwards dunk. I was just like, man, like I knew their athleticism was crazy, but just watching it firsthand is like that. that'll play. Like I understand why people were like – yeah, I'm I'm debating where I'm taking it, like taking them in the top ten. Like, no, they're top five picks. So, um, but with Asar, Asar especially, I'm very intrigued because of his versatility, like versatility of a wing defender, a shooter, a guy that can play make slightly. He's not like his brother, but he's got a little bit of it in him. Like he he's not you know uncomfortable dribbling the ball and moving around. But that Detroit backcourt now. Now that you got Ivy back there, I think it's a lot of healthy competition. Like, mm. you know, Killian Hayes to me, he's he's destined to do whatever. But with Ivy, Thompson, and Cade, I think most people are going to assume that Cade is going to be the lead guard when he comes back. I think it's a lot of competition for that Ivy Asore. And if I'm Detroit, I'm kind of maybe leaving leaning more towards Asore being that starter of the two. Because then if you're looking at two, if you look at two I'm thinking. I'm thinking about this, like, because for one, Jaden Ivy, respect to him. I guess he's a point. He's a two. What is he like? Nah, what do you he's, think he's, he's more he's, of a combo guard? Combo. He's, a, he's a natural scorer. So then it's like when you look at if you're saying he's a combo guard, leaning more towards a two, then he's a six four guard that we know can score and maybe distribute a little bit. But if you already have K for that, I'm just thinking of two six seven guys in your backcourt who are defensively versatile and like basically are wing bodied. And I'm like, I like Lou Williams off the bench. I I mean, he probably would have to be off the bench, but I think he would be, I think he'd be a six man plus. I don't want to just call him a six man because that would be, that's kind of disrespectful. But, you know, I I like that fit of Cade and Asor. I was just thinking about it when I saw Cade because I think Asor in his first game, he had like 14 points, 10 rebounds, a couple assists, a couple steals. Like, you know, I think his motor. And his shot being as good as it is right now, I think his motor and his shot is going to be very interesting, which is good for Detroit. Because also in that game, I was watching Jalen Duran. Like he, I think he's going to oh. be a really good big. He's going to oh, be a really man. good big. I don't think he's a okay. just rebounding guy. Like he has a kind of a nice, nice offensive he's package that he can develop. Too. He's yeah, young. super young, super Last year super. Was Nineteen young. years young, and he was built like yeah. a freaking man. Two fifty. He, he uh, reclassified. Fifty yeah. as a nine. Reclassified. That is actually um, absurd. Detroit's going to be Detroit and the Rockets are definitely two teams. If I got league pass, I'm going to be watching a lot of this year because they just got so much talent. You don't even know. I got to shout out Cam Whitmore. Yeah, he's this guy uh, dropped the draft. He's a bucket getter, and he won like summer league, whatever MVP, whatever best performer man. And this dude just putting up buckets, even though the jump shot's still looking slow. 
dude's a freak it's athlete, a and shot. he's just getting like whatever shot he wants right now in summer league, and he just yeah. he just looks like an athlete, like a first class, like top like top five percent athlete in the NBA already. What like, do you? I did want to ask you guys what you thought about Brandon Miller too, because I, I think he'll be entirely better. Yeah, he but. just right like right now. He didn't wow me. I mean, to be honest, he had that really rough game, and then I think the game, the next game was the Wembenyama game, and when he struggled, and Brandon Miller came out and had he out he outplayed him in that game, like one on one. You just mm-hmm. comparing stats, he he outplayed Wemby, but I don't know. I just wasn't wild that much. I mean, he can he's a sniper if he's feeling it, and he can create a decent mid range. But I just didn't really see that much explosiveness or anything. So I, yeah, I, not, I don't see think, how he meshes with Miles. I don't think he's Bridges. a great athlete. Like, yeah. and he's a very finesse game. No, like, no. The, I feel like if the jumper's off, he's not going to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Court. Like, he's very, like, a one dimensional. Like, he's a shooter. Like, that's his role. Charlotte's G League team was a bunch of two guards running around. I don't even <laughs> yeah. think they had a single point guard. No. That's why he looked bad. That's why I think what Miller, I'm really going to need to that's see fair. him with LaMelo because LaMelo is such Lamello. a gifted passer. I think he'll look. 10 times better with LaMelo. But in terms open. of your <laughs> thought process of him maybe being like a number one, I don't I don't know if that's no. in there. But I think he'll be a – he ain't Paul George because Paul George is a crazy athlete. But I think his ceiling could be that, which is fine if he's a number two. Mm. Um, I do still think Charlotte should have drafted Scoot. Yeah. I don't know. The LaMelo-Scoot thing is just people overthink that stuff. When you're in that top five, you draft the best player and figure it out. But, you, you know, LaMelo got paid his rookie extension, change. so you probably don't want to – maybe LaMelo – we don't know, but maybe LaMelo behind the scenes is like, draft Scoot, we're going to have a problem because that stuff yeah, does happen. Yeah, put the clause so. in his contract. You know? Yeah, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe that was why. But uh, one other play I wanted to shout out before we move on to a different subject uh, is Keontae George. I, You know what I thought about when I first saw his, like, draft workout stuff was, like, Beal, just because of the size and the shooting ability. But then when I looked at his summer league stats, he shot like 44% on like nine attempts, I think, which is kind of crazy. And then his on ball, like, I don't – because right now for the Jazz, who would you say is their point? I don't even know who their starting point is. Jordan I guess Clarkson. Colin Sexton. Who? Jordan Clarkson. I mean, he's a two-guard to me if that's – I mean. But, I mean, if Colin Sexton's still there, I don't know. But – Keontae has the potential to have a lot of on ball because, you know, coming out of Baylor, he was, you know, college is so weird because you don't know. It's it's ruled by coaches. So a lot of that stuff is this is what yeah. we want to run. Like Devin Booker is a perfect example. Like Devin Booker sh- has shown way more in the NBA than he did ever at Kentucky. We just thought he was a spot up shooter at Kentucky. But once he got to the NBA, he showed a lot more of his skill set at the two position. But with Keontae, I think he has the potential to be a nice on bar own ball type of player where he could maybe run an emergency as a point and could grow in that position. And, uh, you know, Utah's another team that's got a lot of young talent. And Keontae was one of those guys where earlier in the draft class, I saw like when it was like probably November, December, he was like in that top five, top 10 range of just like overall talent. But then he kind of dropped as guys got better. And, you know, it's a wing league. So those guys are going to go up. But I really liked his ability to score. Like, it just looked easy. I'm always fascinated by guys who are, who can score easily. Yeah, I know it's summer league, but when you can score easily and show the ability to have a shot or, like, to get your own shot, because that's what separates a lot of the guys in the league. Like, every – I don't know if I'd say over half, but a good majority of guys in the league can get their shot. I would say a lot of them get their shot, but can well, you get it consistently? Like, and in the fourth quarter, can you do that? And not a lot of guys can do it consistently and get, like – 
I remember one guy was, I don't even know, might have been on ESPN, but one of the former NBA guys, it's like, it's not about how many shots you get. It's about like, every time I look at you, get a shot. It's like, oh, that's a good shot. You just missed it. Like how many, how many players yeah. can do that? And it's not a lot. So like Keontae for him, it just looked real easy. Like it just looked real easy. And I hate the whole summer league rhetoric of like, oh, these are just, I mean, I get it. These guys, some of these guys are never going to play again, but you can still just look at a player and be like, hey, the skill set is there. So as long as you're showing a consistent skill set, then if you keep working hard, you can you can hopefully be in a rotation. So those it's are just like a, a few guys. It's like a slightly – it's, it's, it's just above the college level. That's what it is. Yeah. Right? Like it's, it's like mm-hmm. betting, watching a slightly better version of college basketball. That's really what it yeah. is. So they're still taking a step in the right progression towards the transition. I also think, too, um, <laughs> I do think that Scoot, and there was another guy, I think, Leonard Miller. He got drafted in the second round. I just watch highlights. Guys, like I said, I don't watch a lot of full games, but I watch highlights. Like You could tell, though, them being in the Ignite, like the whole G League and Night transition, whatever that little program is, mm-hmm. they adapted way faster to G League. Like, uh, and I think that was part of Brandon same, Miller's man. problem. It's like the I think same that was part of Brandon Miller's problem. Is he just, yeah. You're seeing mm-hmm. grown men daily so that might be another selling point for the g league and be like yo i know oh, you guys absolutely. like college and nil but how, how much you get this what half a what is it five hundred thousand they get half a million hundred thousand yeah. yeah half a million for the top From train yeah yeah so uh yeah but that's my summer league wrap up you know like you said after that it's a lot of dame rumors that will be coming up uh right. and and this next topic regarding mr lillard um it's been a lot of trade machine stuff and a lot of age the most interesting point i've seen is like the like secondary battle of like woge and like <laughs> dan lebertard i saw they were arguing because they're saying woge is bought by a certain you know, part of dame's camp or not dame's camp but espn reporting what they're reporting and then lebertard is saying that dame has his people because you know chris haynes is dame's, oh, guy. So chris like, haynes, dame's guy so you don't really know who to believe like it's a lot of that going on and i think a lot of that type of rhetoric is just because Dame hasn't been traded yet. So I wanted to ask the guys, what are their thoughts on the Dame request? Um, what are some trade scenarios? Where would you prefer? Where do you think he's going to go? Zoo, go ahead and start us off. I am so predictable. I remember when we were talking about right before draft day, when we talk about the draft pick, the most important pick, and when Scoot Anderson got drafted and he was not traded, Damian Lillard was eventually, they're going to have a nice little breakup because they got the successor, man, Scoot Henderson. Yep. And just like the young core that Portland's building, it's really nice. Nice. Like, like you get you trade Dame for a massive haul of draft picks and young players. You got Anthony Sines, Shaden Sharp, Skew Shaden Sharp looking in summer league. Like, He's looking good in summer like, league. They got a, a young him. core. Like, like that's a nice foundation block of developing these young guys and let them grow together. And yep. their skill sets like fit well. So I'm like, it, it just made too much sense. It just made all the sense of the world. And when Dame like finally requested the official trade get that nice little report to chris haynes like okay everything makes sense in the world like i'm like <laughs> dame kept like he, the, the the brother was going on the podcast talking about the miami heat like i'm just like this is yep, the most exactly. like this is the worst kept secret in <laughs> nba sports man like it's the world I'm like mm-hmm. oh requested i'm like okay the brother was on podcast talking about the heat and like he wants to go to the heat so so obvious but now this is just a game of chicken now man this is a straight mm-hmm. up game of chicken. Obviously, he wants to go Miami. Miami's trying to play. Like, we'll give you Tyler here a couple picks. I'm like, let's get a deal done. And they're like, no, 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 no. We need, nah, we're gonna need a lot works. more. Nah. We're gonna need a lot more. <laughs> and we're gonna get and we're if we're gonna get Tyler Hero, 
We don't want them. We want a three-team trade, so we're going to get more assets, young players that fit with our core that we're building right now. And they have to do, like, they have to do what they got to do. They got to be selfish. They gave Dame $60 million a year. That's what they gave him. They gave him the, one of the biggest contracts in the history of sports in the NBA. So, like, they own name not. They, they yeah. gave him the nice contract, and now they're going to take his trade request and try to get the best package for the Portland Trailblazers franchise. So, you can't be like, okay, Miami, he wants to go to Miami. Let's get a less package because he wants to go to South Beach. No, 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 no. You got you to gotta get what's best for the franchise. Yep. And Damian Lillard totally get his perspective because the dude wants to compete. And the Trailblazers low-key tanked for two years in a row. Yep. They saddle. Like, the dude was healthy, but they're like, nah, 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 dang. Mm -hmm. You're going to sit. We're going to get a higher draft pick, and we're going to try to trade the draft pick for some help for you. And clearly, didn't happen. They drafted a guy in Shaden yeah. Sharp last year who was a definition of a developmental project because the dude did not even play college basketball. Yeah, which is high school. Dude had unreal potential. The dude was a freak athlete. Like, he saw his high school tape. A oh, lot, yeah. Reminded a lot of Zach Levine. Like, a lot of Zach Levine, his body. <laughs> His hops, his shooting too. He's an elite shooter already. Like his catch and shoot is amazing. So he's going to be one of those projects, and he's been developing real nicely. And they got Scoo Anderson now. So I'm like, the team they have been rebuilding. And if they got got a guy in Dame Dalla, he does he has no he has no shot and be on a rebuilding team right now. So Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers, they finally breaking up, and now the breakup is a little. This is like the well, messy divorce right now, man. This is divorce getting real, real messy, man. They had a great relationship, but now all, all that negativity coming a little out right now. Dane wants to move on to a new person, a new woman, man. Portland Trailblazers is like, man, again, <laughs> that, man. We ain't giving you all the asses, man. This is a nice little Give divorce. Me half. Yeah, this, yeah, he's like right now. They're trying to get a half. settlement right now, man. This divorce and, settlement. And then so. Exactly. So right now mm. he wants to move on to South Beach, but, man, they're trying to squeeze out Pat Riley and just a game of chicken. It's going to take three teams, like you said, though. Yeah. Yeah, three team trains was... are always harder. But I feel like the training camp, that's going to be the deadline because they don't want Dame Dollar on the roster to hinder uh, Scoot Henderson's growth in his first year because mm -hmm. he looks like well, he's ready to yeah. play right now. Because his body, his body for a 19, 20-year-old is absurd. Like, dude is built. <laughs> like, he is Pause. built like a freaking running back as a point guard. <laughs> like, I don't even know how these kids are built so physically, like, ridiculous. Like, I don't know what this boy is eating <laughs> oh, in training because he's built like a oh, built like a ball, man. As a Greek yogurt, dude. Seriously, a lot of Greek yogurts, a lot of chicken thighs, man. A lot, just a lot of protein shakes. Because the guy is physically built like as an 18, 19 year old. So, like, yeah. this dude's ready to play. And Dame Dollar, man, we got to move on from you. But I, I, mean, I especially right. feel like the Miami Heat deal will get done. Because I don't, I don't think, think so? any other teams make any sustainable like, offers. Like, <clears throat> I don't hear no rumors about no Boston Celtics or Philadelphia 76ers giving up a significant package that's going to blow. Portland Trailblazers away. Well, what, what are what are the teams? We know Miami's a destination. What are the other realistic teams that, even though he doesn't want to go there, that Dame could or should go to? I feel like Phil Philadelphia 76ers, Philly, because Harden obviously is going to get shipped out because he demand pretty much he demanded a trade. And if they do the Harden trade to the Clippers, they're going to get a bunch of role players back because they're not going to yeah. give up PG or Kawhi. That's all the Clippers have. So they get the role <laughs> players and then try to make a trade for Dame, but then that's going to give up Tyrese Maxey, which Daryl Morey does not want to give him up. No. Yeah, so if he doesn't give him up, I don't want Tobias Harrison picks. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want Tobias <laughs> yeah, picks. They ain't going to get it done. So well, they're being a little greedy. And then the Boston Celtics don't want to give up Jalen Brown. I'm just like, they ain't got nothing else to give up for Dame. So – 
Like, no one's really stepping up to get Dame right now, especially because Damian Lillard, when he's 35, 36, he's going to be making 59 to $60 million. So that back end in the contract is going to hurt a little on your books. Well, Miami right now, you got Jimmy in his prime. You got to win now. So it makes Mm. all the sense in the world that eventually get a deal done. But it's going to be a little slow. But I'm like, I'll be shocked if this happens like the Kevin Durant trade demand. I was just going to say the zoo because I was like, I think it's going to mirror Durant. I'll be shocked if that happens. I think it's because they're just not going to reach a a happy middle ground because from what, at least from what I was reading, obviously you mentioned the hero, right? Being kind of the the main player piece. piece, Yeah. Yeah. And then they wanted bam, really. The Blazers were like, give us, we'll we'll do it for bam. You know, I don't know if it was and hero or in, you know, in lieu of hero. Um, but I, I mean, I personally wouldn't trade Bam. I mean, that's your def- no. Not no, defensive. No, 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 no. Dame wants to play with Bam. And he wants, and he wants to play with Bam. That's like he's like that's that. Yo, Bam's my should, dog, yeah. man. He's a, Bam's he's, a health, my dog. he's a healthier and more athletic Nurkic, man. That's exactly what oh, the Blazers been. were hoping <laughs> Nurkic was going to provide in the post for Lillard, however many yeah. years ago when they drafted him. But yeah, man, I, I do. Th- and the reason is, I just don't see them because you mentioned the training camp aspect as well. If they don't reach an agreement by that point, I think it's going to be the exact same situation. As the Nets and the Suns, man, they couldn't reach anything. They get to the trade deadline, and now the Blazers are thinking, all right, now we got a 34-year-old on our books for $60 million a year. Injury risk, these young man. guys, injury he risk. It's injured. It's all over. And so you got to get something, and I think they'd be more willing at that point to take Tyler Hero in a deal. And maybe that's what Pat Riley's doing. That's why he's playing chicken because he's like, y'all are, y'all are the ones in the desperation situation. We know we're probably going to make the playoffs. You're not. You're trying to get him off your books and your team to help progress yourself to the playoffs in the next four or five years. I think that's what Pat Riley's playing with. I I don't see any other team. Maybe if Brunson had never gone to the Knicks, maybe the Knicks would have been able to pull it off. Um, but you know that was that's been a rumor for years. Him going to New York. But I think he it's going to happen to Miami. I just see it happening actually in the trade deadline. So I mean, I'm curious to see. So on the Dame front. I do understand like Zoo's point about, you know, the Blazers need to do whatever it takes to get the best deal possible because it's kind of, you know, that's just what you do when you run a business. I mean, just because this is NBA and basketball and whatever, like we kind of sometimes think it's just fantasy land and whatever. But, you know, if you're running a business, you, you know, if you're trading assets, doing whatever, you want to get the best deal. So for Dame, like um, his demand to want to go only want to go to Miami kind of. You know, if we're just being honest, Miami's deal just straight up. If you're looking at Miami's deal straight up with Portland, it's not a great deal. No. Now, on the outside looking in, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you like Tyler Hero or whatever. Me, I'm in the Tyler Hero camp. I think he's gotten a lot of slander because he's been hurt a lot. But, I mean, if you look at his stats, he was 25, 4. And I think he has a lot of potential on ball. Like, he's 23. I think he can get a whole lot better. Now, that's yeah. the thing. No, he doesn't mess. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't mess right. with Portland. That's why the yeah, yeah. three-team trade comes in. So, for me, I was looking at it like, okay, so if we – if say you're doing a three-team trade and you're involving a team like Brooklyn, right? If Brooklyn, who some people have said they've had interest in Hero, if – not say Brooklyn, you're Portland, you're like, okay, you're going to get – I don't even know what Miami's picks are first round-wise, but you get all those as much as you can get with that. You get the pick they got this year – Hawkins Jr., who I think is ready to play right now. Oh, he's going to be nice. Um, oh, that dude, not nice, man. <laughs> you get maybe, you know, you can haggle about Duncan Robinson, but whatever. Anyways, Brooklyn, I feel like they get Tyler Hero, 
And then the thing that I would wonder, and of course, there's going to be fillers and the match some salaries. So there's going to be other players involved. And I'm just talking about the biggest pieces. I think the biggest thing with Portland is they're going to, going to get all Miami's picks. But the Brooklyn aspect sending what they would send, because this would be, I guess, the compensation for Hero. I'm wondering if they could get like one of those Phoenix pick, picks in the future from Brooklyn, like a, the farthest one back. Like, I don't know which one, because I know they got a bunch of picks from Phoenix, but like get the furthest one. Like a, yeah, 2028, 2029, whatever. Because that's when you're probably betting that the Phoenix scenario situation is not as good and then that pick is worth more. But I'm wondering if they can get like a Brooklyn first and then get one of those Phoenix first, then I kind of like the composite compensation, like compensation for all the sides. Because also I would be if I was a Brooklyn GM, I'd be like, look, if you want Dave, you can have Dave, but you're also gonna take Nurkic because he's like you said, Peebush, a band-aid. He's got like three years left on that contract. That's the tax for taking Dame. If you want Dame, you're going to also take Nurkic. Yeah. So now my books are completely clean. I'm not completely clean, but they're somewhat clean if I'm Portland. I got the rebuild. I got my players. And if you're Miami, you got Dame. You got to take on Nurkic. Maybe he can bounce back. And then if you're Brooklyn, I do like Hero, um, Bridges, and Cam Johnson, that little nucleus. I like that and all the other pieces they got. Like, they could be competitive in the East. So I think it's going to take something like that to, you know, Philly, they're not trading Maxi. They're going to pay him. So that's off the table. Boss is not going to trade Jalen Brown. Yeah, he's like, younger. He's, he's a he's a foundation piece for them. Yeah, I don't. There's no other trade I could see because the Clippers are not going to do Paul George. None of those guys. Nobody's really like really willing to give up their stars. So the for Bulls, me, man? I think those are the three teams. <laughs> I could see you like if the Bulls gave up. Like so, I guess what the Bulls assets will be going to what Portland. Mostly. The like only person like, that Portland would probably want is Pat Williams. Because yep. I don't think Zach Levine meshes, meshes Lonzo's In a heartbeat, hurt, Zip. And, In a heartbeat. Yeah. I don't think – yeah, I think Pat Williams, they would take him. But then – yeah. No, I mean, to your but, point, it's, they're asking for no. so much, and he's got such an expensive contract that as a team taking him on, you have to send a, a heavy contract somewhere, right? Unless yeah. you're just dirt cheap and you're not paying anybody. And I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe Kyle Lowry gets thrown in there to match, match some stuff. I don't know. That's why I just it's it, it's mirroring the Kevin Durant situation. I think the Suns are just gonna get just like sorry, just like the Suns got desperate. I think that's what you know Miami's kind of banking on too. But I also but I think, think if I'm Dane, but I also think like if I'm just thinking from Dane's perspective, is like I think when he did that extension, he had two years left on that deal. Like when he did, or I think left on his deal, like he's probably like. Dude, especially the year this past year he had, because I think that would have been expiring. Like this year would have been expiring. Like if he had the year he had on the ex- on an expiring and didn't re up two years before, that sixty would have been higher. Like he had one of his best years last year. So if that would have been an expiring year that he had the ye- the year he had this year, the Blazers would have been paying way more. Plus, it's Portland. Who wants to go to Portland? Dane no, was loyal for what 10, 11 years in Portland. That's he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, you gotta pay me 60 million. I'm Dame Lillard. Who else is gonna come to Portland? Good luck. Because guess what? Scoot, if we had to if we had to bet right now, is Scoot staying in Portland this entire year? Probably not. No. If he's that guy, he's probably not staying. You so you're Lillard Portland. had to go through. Be, <laughs> I think Dame is thinking like be be that's, that's a lot of franchise. It's not you know exclusive to Portland, like no. A lot of the players, I'm just, and I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying this is how the players, they're like, dude, 
I'm a star. I stayed here and I put butts in the seats. How relevant is Portland without Dame Lillard? They might be getting rumored to move to Seattle mm. if they don't have Dame these last 10 years. So it's like, I think that's why he's kind of like, you better send him, send me, send him to Miami. Cause I also think too that where this is like a small percentage, and I don't think this is a major thing, but I also do think agents leverage like you better do right by Dame, better send him to Miami because you know I, I got another guy in 2029. And if you get rights to him, I'm gonna tell him, look, Portland, they ain't doing your boy Dame right. They ain't doing and players talk. Like that stuff happens. So I think that's kind of where I understand both sides from like the player of like, send me where I want to go because this is NBA and we always do this. And the, and the team being like, hell no. Like I want more than yeah. hero Duncan Robinson and Jaime Hawkins Jr. And two first yeah. round picks. I don't want that. I want more. So I do get the struggle of it. But it's going to be interesting, man. I, personally, I do want to see him in Miami because then it changed the whole dynamic of the East, oh, which oh, I'm there. I'm, there I'm for. They'll be number one in the East. Yeah, I would love it. Because yeah. the fit is perfect. The Bucks. I'm nervous about Middleton. I don't know yeah. what he's going to be. Middleton there. a lot of money. I'm nervous about him. And Brook Lopez a lot of money. It's like the same team coming back. And Middleton, is, I think he's going to get worse. Yeah. I think Brook Lopez Giannis, is I'm not worried about, but. Think is going to get worse. So yeah, they already peaked that year. They won the championship. So I don't yeah, think they're going to get better. Yeah. So like. Giannis yeah. is another guy that might be. Give him a year or two, maybe. He might be yeah, like, all right. Tell him to come about 90 miles south, man. That's all we need. <laughs> he did have that quote talk about he wanted to play for the Bulls. I can only dream right now because I lost my victory dream this year with the NBA draft lottery. You so lost your I Kevin can... Durant dream last year. Oh, yeah, Kevin Durant, Durant before Durant. that. I'm just like all these skinny dudes disrespecting me. So, like, <laughs> like, like, I might have to Win City, man. They'll get blown away. They don't, they don't want to deal with this. Joel Embiid, man. I, just want, I need an MVP caliber player on the Bulls. Yeah. I, you, just, you need one of Real those guys to win a championship, man. and we don't have them yet. We have a bunch of nice complimentary guys, but we don't have the MVP guy yet. So, and that's what the Blazers yeah. thought they had in Lillard, man. And it just, yeah. they tried. I'll give him credit, though. He's been loyal down to his last breath, you know. And he's yeah. finally getting into that last four-year kind of contract. I think he's still there, though. If they don't draft Scoot, but if I'm the Blazers, I'm if drafting. They, Scoot. If they traded for like, <laughs> I'm drafting him. Sorry, an All-Star yeah. caliber player or something. When he fell yeah. from two, you knew they were like, yeah. oh, my so, God. I mean, sure. what do we do? For sure. You could, you could not pass up <laughs> so, on this kid. No. If he's a generational yeah. point guard prospect, mm. like, come on now. Yeah. Come on. So, shout out to Dame. Hopefully something gets done by, you know, like I said, early August. We'll have some talking points there. But, you know, like we kind of highlighted at the beginning of the podcast, it's not a lot of sports that are of interest of ours going on right now. But right down the road, fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Uh, will be a nice topic. Um, like I said, the NFL, you know, is doing their thing with, you know, a couple signings and free agent stuff. So make sure you guys are tuning in to Bullheaded underscore pod on Instagram, you know, on Facebook, Quant- or not Facebook, YouTube, Quantro Knows. Put a lot of videos up on there. I'll be getting that video up, uh, this video up as soon as possible. Uh, and for me, Zoo and Peebush, we are out. Peace.